I'm Nick Westray. And I'm Jason Black. And, and this is a podcast about divas that never happens and only happens sometimes on special occasions like Christmas. And Halloween, but we didn't do this Halloween? We? No, we kind of skipped Halloween, but uh, we we sometimes we come out of our hiding to report to you on divas and things that we love. Who's this podcast for, Jason? This podcast is for old lady murderinos. Yeah. Uh, it's for it's for carolers with handguns in their purse. It's for the junior horror Babylons. It's for all you ladies with illegitimate children. It's for people who grow up to be judges. It's most importantly for female novelists who once had a husband who has now died and you never remarried, but just instead go around solving murders. That's right. We're back with a My Favorite Murder She Wrote episode. We're taking you to heaven to talk to God because it's Christmas. Hi, Jay. Happy Christmas. We're going to paradise. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. This is our Christmas gift. Yes, we're back. We're on the main. Most of our podcasting now is done on Patreon, but we're just bringing this hot back to you all who love us, who miss us, who adore us. This is our favorite, one of our favorite segments. This was kind of the thing that has always kind of lifted us and stayed in our consciousness and yeah, something we we are always eager and I think we'll be always willing to return to. Uh, regardless yeah. of what we do, this is something that we feel called to come back on. It's like, I feel like a Mormon missionary. Like I do feel called to service to tell you what happened on a Murder, She Wrote episode. Can I tell you how I watched this? I've never been able to take like a bath in my apartment due to my water pressure. Like you, um, but your bath is fixed. But, but, but the bath, yeah, the whole plot, I mean, it wasn't just me. It was, it was all the build. It was all of the buildings. I live in like a really kind of 60s, 70s style um, apartment complex in Los Angeles. And they replaced it all with copper pipes. But nice. they did that in the summer. So it wasn't like, ooh, all I want to do is take a nice, warm, bubbly bath, uh, you know, in the L.A. summer. So, yeah, I've, I've just, like, ventured into what it's like after seven years to bathe in my to bathe in my. So you watch this from the tub? You just put this on a hot laptop on the, on the toilet? Absolutely. And my bathroom is um, religious themed this year. Um, as the girlies know, I love a Christmas decor. So I was just, like, surrounded by Mother Mary's and angels and the baby Jesus. I mean, it was a true religious experience. Oh my God, that's so beautiful. That's so Thank beautiful. You. What else What else is the update? What do you have to tell all the girlies for this Christmas season? Yeah, what's up, girlies? There's some Christmas movies coming out. I've been wanting to, I, I should have texted you to be like, hey, but then I was like, save it for the pod. And I'm kind of in a low-key save it for the pod, Matt. Like, that's why I haven't spoken to you in weeks. Keep it fresh. Yeah, keep it fresh. <laughs> For uh, <laughs> once every three months, we. <laughs> Wait, are you gonna are you gonna surprise me with the brandy Heather Graham joint right now? Is that what you're gonna tell me? For I'm saving that for actual Christmas week. <laughs> are you? Married? I didn't you know you knew about that. I was gonna see if you knew about that. That looks so dark. They get they get like <laughs> fucked up in a hot air balloon. <laughs> Did you see like a whole? They're like, oh, and then like a Santa on a roof. Like, I don't, I don't know. It is. I for real forgot Heather Graham existed. 
the the concept of that do from the trailer is that Heather Graham is really mad that Brandy has a perfect Christmas life, and Heather Graham does not. She's like has to like sneak around Brandy's house to be like, there has to be something wrong with you, and Heather Graham's husband is like, you're just mad because like you're an unhappy person. Oh, I, <laughs> I love the plot that. of this movie already. Yeah, that's a plot. That, that, that's I'm as far as, and then they go on a hot air balloon ride to like, <laughs> and get fucked up and tell each other their secrets at night too. Ugh. Who Ugh. goes in a hot air balloon at night? Are you even allowed to drive hot air balloons at night? I don't know. I'll never get in a hot air balloon. I'll never know. I will. Never no, me either. That's a hard no for me, dog. Hard no, dog. Um, <laughs> no, baby, no, baby. We're taping a little bit as we as as is our want. We're taping a little bit earlier than. Um, December, just a little bit. So I've seen another holiday fair. Can you guess? What? It was in the theaters. Uh, did you see Thanksgiving the horror movie? Yes, Mama. I'm going on Friday, Mama. Is it good? Oh, thank God. I'm so glad. Oh. I was like, I had to like yell at Billy to tell him that we were doing this. He's at Hunger Games right now without me. Ooh, that is. That might need some therapy. I don't know what I would do. <laughs> I think I'm going to go see Hunger Games. My baby went to see Hunger Games, The Legends of Shoots and Snakes. (laughs) (laughs) Hunger Games, Shoots and Ladders. (laughs) Hunger Games, Barrel of Monkeys. They just start redoing all the Hunger Games (laughs) games out in her house. (laughs) (laughs) Hunger Games, Candy Cane Lane. (laughs) Hunger Games, Yahtzee. Um, Oh my God. Can I wait? Can I just like finish my Thanksgiving post to you? Um, yes. Just Gina Gershon, the diva. She's in Thanksgiving. She's in Thanksgiving, and you need to. Her entire arc is unreal up until the very end. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Hold Gina Gershon wait. in your heart. I'm going to hold her in my heart. If you just spoiled the plot for me, I'm going to be pissed. No, I didn't spoil anything for you. All I'm saying is hold her in your heart because like. Um, what are you, have you seen Saltburn yet? What are you thinking about that? I No, no. So that's not, nope. And that's not a, is that a Christmas movie? No, it's not a Christmas movie. I'm sorry. It's not a Christmas movie. Oh, no, so you're I'm not watching it. I saw no. the holdover. Oh, that's a Christmas movie. I want to go see that too. Is Divine Joy Randolph going to win an Oscar? Our Divine is fabulous. I don't know if she's going to win an Oscar, but it is the, you know what I love is when you, when you see something, you have to listen to the soundtrack. It happens to me so rarely, but like right when I got out of that movie, I put on the soundtrack as fast as I could. It's. it's Does Divine do an original number? Ah, no. Isn't that Uh. simple? Isn't that that is sinful because you know we love it when she did it for uh, High Fidelity, the TV show. If y'all don't know, we covered High Fidelity, the TV show starring Divine Joy Randolph and Zoe Kravitz, and it's on our Patreon, and you can go back and listen to that on our Patreon. Oh, also, our Patreon has all of our old back episodes. If you're wondering, like, where did those gay people go? We went to Patreon, um, and you can go there. It's only $3 a month, and you can listen to every episode we've ever recorded and all of our new episodes, which we're starting to make more of, which I'm actually excited about because this this got me so turned up to be back in my Jess watching. I got so turned up and turned on by this. I was so happy to be back, oddly. Isn't that weird? 
No, it's not weird. It's it's what it's like to uh, you know to be in even the the slight light of God. That's how that feels. Just to just be touched by her grace and her her omnipotent presence, it really it really brought me back. Though, like all of our technical difficulties, because we don't pod that much, all of our technical difficulties mounting in anticipation of recording this have made me be like, oh, I don't miss this at all. You know? No, 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 no. Um, but see the holdovers. It's a curmudgeonly movie. That's all I have to say. It's really. I think it's. I think it will go. You know, in the holiday lexicon, it is. It is evocative. I, I, I was like all of a sudden missing snow. It's set in Massachusetts in the set in 1970. Um, it's yeah. I mean, I'm not really for Alexander Payne. Like I'm not a Payne head or whatever. Um, You're not. You don't like election or June Squibb's turn in Nebraska. I never saw Nebraska, but now I might. Oh, I love I Alexander might. Payne. We love election. We love we love sideways for our Virginia Madsen and our Sandra O. Oh. Yeah, I didn't I tell her I didn't love Sideways and I didn't love the downsizing movie very much. Oh like, no. Uh, but the downsizing movie did give us our first my first intro to uh Hung Chow. Who's a great who just keeps being the best in not great things. I know. She's just uh, it's very strange, but she's so excellent. She's so excellent. She knows what to, she's doing in every project. She knows, like she delivers the project. You know, mm-hmm. she always understands the task, as the kids say, or the assignment, as the kids say. She's just aesthetically like so. She gets genre in like kind of a Penelope Cruz way. She like really understands the genre she's in and heightens it. It's like why I wish I wish Love she was going back in the eighties to guest star on Murder She Wrote because there's no Hong Chao episode of Murder She Wrote. I don't think. Oh, oh, she would. She would be recurring. She would be recurring. Um, okay, you that was, so? that was my like own, You think she would own like a shop in the town? I don't know. If she would own a shop in the town, but I think that they would try and get her back as just another character. Oh, she would just play two different characters like six seasons apart. Yeah, I think they'd be like, okay, like we can recycle. We have to have her back. She's so versatile. She can play something else. Yeah. Was there ever a Touch by an Angel Murder She Wrote crossover? <laughs> oh, I feel like I would have known that by now. And I didn't look this up because I didn't want my heart. I don't want my heart to know this. I don't want my heart to know the truth. I don't know that th- there's any more Christmas episodes of Murder She There aren't. This is the only one. Oh, don't I just told you I didn't want to know. Babe, I told I'm you sorry. I didn't want to know. I told you. This is the I only one. We've saved it until now. And now we have to go to a place called Cabacove. I have a theory on why, why this is, but I'm going to save it until we're in the middle of the episode. Okay. You can save it. And I'm going to get out my rant first because I don't want it to take over Paradise. Oh, you you have a rant. I have a rant. I have a very rare rant that you don't bring to your religion. You know, like, you question your religion, you get thrown out of heaven. That's kind of what I believe. <laughs> That's how it goes. That's how it goes. Like, you ask a question and you're out the door. Um, <laughs> I, I want to be, be in a space where there's a 100% believability and believers. Or what's the fun, you know? So yeah, it's not totally that I'm questioning. Right. Well, I'm full not Absolutely. I'm not questioning the cult. I'm questioning the aesthetics right now. Oh, oh, interesting. As you know, I am, uh, I've, I've spoken on this podcast. 
about my love for um, kitschy, tacky holiday decor. Well, that has only grown. I now live by myself. So I now have ample ability to destroy my house and, mm-hmm. and my life with yeah. um, uh, Christmas decorations. And I have. And that's okay. That's on me. You will I have continue to. Huh? And you will continue to for the rest of your and days. And I will. For the rest of my days. I have a whole garage and I have hundred more bins to, to fill them up with. <laughs> so I'm not looking for that level, but I am. It's 92. It's one of my favorite years. And I am just looking. I mean, the, the, the beginning scene when they go to the Forsyth's house in the lawn is a swan. On Christmas. How is that a Christmas deco? It's not Christmas deco. There is, I mean, I, I get it. This is this is like the most like California, right? Were you not feeling the Cali vibe on these albums? Well, this is what I, I wanted to talk about. Like, this is why there are not a lot of Christmas things because they would always have to be like, oh, in mm-hmm. Maine, it's never snowing on Christmas. <laughs> but you know what? They had I'm this sorry. whole episode, they're like, Maybe we'll get a white Christmas eventually because we're shooting it in California. Okay, I call your bluff on that, producers, because you can just go up to Big Bear. You drove our our God's ass all the way up to Mendocino. Big Bear's two hours away. You could have done a quick location shoot up there. Um, easy, yeah, but easy. how are they? I guess they could be like, oh, we're going to put it all, set it all at like Seth's house or some other house that we don't go to a lot and then just film it in Big Bear. But then how are we going to get the sweeping shot? Let's start at the beginning. We can continue this conversation because I have many notes on this throughout the episode. So your rant is going to have to continue. Wow. But like the opening shot that we get at the beginning of every murder she wrote, at the beginning of every murder she wrote, when we hear that iconic theme, we fly over Cabot Cove. And if they can never get that shot in the snow, they didn't have computer gener- um, CGI back then. You're really thinking on this one. You're Thank really you. This one. I don't have an answer for that. I, I'm going to have to look at the good book to see like what it, what it foresays. You have to get prayed up. You have to get prayed up. I'm going to have to get prayed up. And I guess my rant will continue but I, because we're going to keep going. But I will say the lack of Christmas decor in almost all of the settings uh, was, was a struggle for me because 92 – uh, Christmas decorations. I, I yearn for that. I look for that. It's like the. It's like, it's my Fantasia. It is okay. your. It's your. It's your gay Fantasia on national themes. But of course, listen. It does not take away from the gates of heaven. So, our dear listeners, we invite you. We invite you now to close your eyes, to slow your breathing, breath in, breath out, and listen to my voice. Here we go. <sighs> We're flying over the hills of Cobbett Cove. We see the cove and there is no snow whatsoever. No, no snow. 
And here we're we in are. season nine, episode nine, The Christmas Secret. And I want to tell you a secret. Yes, that's right, Nick. A Christmas secret. We begin in the Mansi of Alan and Mary Forsyth, and everyone is gathered to meet Charles Davenport of what bitch? Mm. The House of Davenport. <laughs> yes. This is Kennedy Davenport's son. <laughs> Slay mama. Slay on that Santa ride, bitch. Full, so so full government name, Charles Davenport McCumber. What? Also known as Charlie. Oops. Also known as fucking Charlie. Charlie's marrying um, Alan's daughter, Elizabeth, because for some reason on my second view, and I didn't catch that, this, there's so much. By the way, there is so much. You cannot sleep on Murder, She Wrote. You can't. You got to pay attention. You, you cannot even go to the bathroom. You got to sit up. You, and, and mom, and your parents will quiz you on what you learned that day in sermon. Like, because it is something else. Because again, I've watched this now twice. And on my second watch, I was like, oh, Charlie is going to be working for Daddy Forsyth. Like, that's the whole uh-huh. thing. He's going to marry Elizabeth. He's going to work for Daddy Forsyth. And then yep. this kind of hottie is pissed because his daddy. Bert. Bert's pissed because Irving Lazarus. So Bert Lazarus. Biblical, fucking biblical, biblical. The Mary, Bible, Bible. Mary is in the Bible. Also, Mary the mother. She's in the. She's actually uh-huh. in Copacabra three times. She appears three. Is more she times. Mary Forsyth? And guess what? So does Charlie. Ooh. Charlie. Charlie comes back. Charlie comes back t- two more times. Creepy, right? Charlie. Wow, I can't Charlie? believe you did that research. I can't believe you did that research. Yes. Okay, so Charlie is going to marry Elizabeth. That's like the I'm, main I'm, exciting okay, incident. I'm, I'm not, that's the main inciting incident. Also, sorry, they do this on Murder, She Wrote, since we are, like, this is our thing on Murder, She Wrote. I just want to say I got a lot of my information from, um, obviously, IMDb, and I got it from Murder, She Blogged. <laughs> oh, shit, you hit the Murder, She Blogged. I did not do that. I just, like, went into the scripture with no guide at all. I just, like, went full on into yeah. the scriptures. So, Irving Lazarus' son, Bert's pissed. He's not getting the job, whatever. I don't know. Um, so, Bert walks back, and he walks into who? Floyd Bigelow. Also, oh. hmm, what sounds like Bigelow? Floyd Bigelow, <laughs> who is heavy kissing our girl, Wanda Andrews. Heavy kissing. Heavy kissing. Like, Listen, he is tonguing her down. In like a, the Forsyth's house at like a Christmas engagement gathering. Did you notice all the candles lit in that Christmas house? There's so many I candles. Didn't... So many candles everywhere. Tapered candles on the mantles. I'm just like, how do you do that? How do you clean? I mean, I, mean, I feel like Mary Forsyth came correct with the Christmas decorations. I mean, Mary Forsyth actually did. She did. The house, she did. She did. And there was a lot, they used, they relied on a lot of tapered, red tapered candles. That's why I think you were really feeling like it, they were everywhere. They were like a bonfire of red tapered candles. Um, okay. So um, Bert walks in. He's uh, to Bert who runs the um, hardware store. Yes. But he also knows all about business. He knows all about business. He runs the hardware store. And now here we go. Here is our big thing. Gas who works at the hardware store. Fucking queen of our heart, queen of this podcast, judging Amy herself, 
Amy Brenneman works at this fucking hardware store. The fucking CBS Gotas Queen. Queen. The Judge, queen you- of the movie Heat. Queen of everything. <laughs> Man, I was so fucking excited. She deserves an Emmy. She's so good in this episode. She's given me so many different levels. She's really good. I have never seen a single episode. Maybe not a single. Maybe I've seen one. Maybe I've seen two. But I've never really watched Judging Amy. What? Oh, oh, no. I I could do an entire podcast just on Judging Amy. Because you know who else is on Judging Amy? It's fucking Tyne Daly, mama. That's right. Okay, lie. I have seen it. Because I knew, because I I, I came for the Tyne Daly. And they have like a very kind of complicated mother-daughter relationship. I take it back. Sorry. If you say Tyne Daly, my memory comes back. I am alive again. I am am real again. I am full again. That's right. That's right. She's, yeah, of course, that's why. And I in this episode, she's playing a character named Amy, Amy, Amy Wainwright, the lost Amy. Wainwright sister. Amy, she's Amy. She's just. She, oh, Amy. She's always playing an Amy. She's if she signs up to a project, she's like, "Is the character's name Amy?" She's like, "So in my contract, ever since I did Murder She Wrote, <laughs> I, I have to go by Amy. I, I, I have to. It's I'm Amy, and I work at the hardware store. That's my character." <laughs> Yeah, she's just a little meek girl who works at a hardware store. So Judge Amy works at, at at the hardware store, and then Bert and Wanda come in for their after their makeout session, and they're like kind of oogly googling at Elizabeth's ring that Charlie got her, and um, and fucking the hardware store or Floyd, she's like, oh my gosh, why don't I ever get a ring like that? And Floyd's like, oh Wanda, baby, do you? really think that you deserve something like that you think you got the world by the short hairs don't you floyd (laughs) i do isn't that right bird right floyd you know all i have to say (laughs) you're gonna be in for one hell of a surprise someone ought to tell wanda that nobody's gonna buy something that she gives away (gasps) that is so greasy and rude no, Wanda's a true asshole, though. Wanda is a hoe. Oh, so what? Oh. <laughs> where it's like you give your puss out and you don't get a ring. I'm like, that sucks. This is the horniest episode of Murder, She Wrote I have ever seen. I was not ready. I was not ready. And I have a very horny question to ask you that might, like, fuck you up in a minute. So just, like... Buckle up. I'm doing a very potty mouth right now because this is what this episode makes me feel like. The, like uh, yeah. Okay. So so then like um Charlie's talking to Lizzie's mommy and daddy, and they're like, Oh, I want you to stay here. You can move into our house. And he's like, Me and my sister are orphans. And I love that. I love a Christmas orphan. Who doesn't love a little Christmas orphan? <laughs> so um uh uh and then we find out that Charlie also did an army thing. He has a gun. He brought his gun to the hotel that he's staying at. And fucking Mort is like... Because oh, Mort wants him to be on the... He's like, you should be on the pistol team. Listen, I heard you were captain of your army pistol team. Is that right? Best sent us that army newspaper with a picture of you and your team. Mort's captain of ours. Well, you know, uh, next Saturday's team practice. We'll have a weapon for you and you should be real welcome. Well, it just so happens I brought my weapon with me. It's at the hotel. You bet I'll be there. <laughs> oh, that's great. Pistol Corpse Team Club. Like, come on, Mort. What? Come on, Mort? What? No, incorrect. Incorrect. You're in a pistol team, so you just bring your own guns, huh? They don't give you, like, a gun where, like, if you go just play soccer, they give you a soccer ball. 
I don't know anything about pistol teams and I don't want to, but I am glad that Mort also runs the choir because he's also like, are you a tenor? And, he, they, and Charlie's like, no, I just have guns and I'm an orphan. And so Mort's like, too bad. You could have been in my choir show. But now I want you to go and get your gun from your from your hotel room, from your motel hotel room and and shoot with me. Shoot with me. They're really welcoming him as like the next son of Cobbett Cup. Well, they certainly are an attractive couple. Charlie can pass oh, sure the state CPA. They've got their health and they're under 30. This time next year, he'll be working for me and Irv Lazarus. So you can take all your tax and accounting problems directly to Charlie. Because <laughs> Irv and I are going to be trying to take a couple strokes off our golf game. <laughs> like that's Yeah, no. They were, they were going to give him the keys. Like Seth Hazlitt is there. Like everyone is there to like welcome Charlie. And I thought that Christmas sweaters were kind of on fleek here. It was like all the good people were dressed for Christmas. And then Wanda, not dressed for, has no Christmas spirit at all. She's just like in a sensible silk top. I think the silk top was green. So see, oh wow, I'm sticking up. For, you're sticking up for the Christmas decor, and I'm sticking up for Wanda. I'm pretty you're sure you're coming hard for Wanda. Okay, so tell me again what Charlie's soon-to-be wife's name is. Elizabeth. So didn't she look like Celia Ward to you? Yeah, she was definitely giving me gals from the '90s that I have like that were in a lot of things. And Celia Ward is the queen of like who yeah. who that oh who that. that? That's Celia Ward. Yeah, so I'm going to refer to her as Celia Ward for the rest of the episode because that's who I thought it was for the whole episode. So I kind of only wrote in my notes that it's Celia Ward. Wow. Okay, kids, listen. <laughs> the House of Davenport's and Celia and Celia Elizabeth Ward is in the house. Boots. Okay, listen. Now we're going now. Um, now, as Nick said, the, the 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 location of it all. Jessup's outside, and she's like, mm. "Smell that, Seth." No. Well, what, Mrs. Fletcher? Well, the air isn't cold and wet. It's dry and crispy. And there's a wind from the north. And what Jessica's trying to say is we're in for a white Christmas. Mm-hmm. And now we got to get on to the Seth of it all. Wait, Jess- can, we, can we, before we go on to the Seth of it all, I've got one more thing to bring up. Is that we didn't mention the fact that Charlie was in Operation Desert Storm. And Jessica Fletcher goes on to explain post-traumatic stress disorder in the most beautiful way. I understand that he was with the army in the Gulf War. Yes. Well, then he may have seen death and suffering, and that can have an emotional effect on a man. Wow. And I'm proud to be an American. It's just so 92. It's so 92. I was wow. like, from a distance, oh, the world wow. is going golden. Wow. I know. Well, God so knows. God knows God what soldiers knows. went through. They all prayed to her. God knows, God knows what Charlie went through, but God also knows what Seth is going through. Okay, because Seth has some serious Christmas problems. This is as I'm I'm rocking, Seth says this, and this is what I'm gonna tell everyone. I'm I have I thank God I wrote it down because I'm going to remember this anytime someone grinches into my house. She says, Seth. Well, you've been going out of your way to deny even a smidgen of Christmas spirit. A smidgen. And then Seth is like, Oh, do you want to know my trauma? Like, Charlie was in Desert War. Here's mine. Well, that was the Christmas I decided to sneak down and explore under the tree, the way kids will do. I was dead sure my pop had saved up to buy me a train set. Remember the tingle of anticipation, all those mysterious, colorful packages? Well, uh, later that morning when I opened them up, it 
it wasn't a train set, no. It was underwear and socks. Jess, I don't think you can understand how incredibly disappointing that is for a 10-year-old. Wow. It's Everyone has trauma. Trauma, you should not compare trauma. Desert Storm socks and underwear. It's your own personal trauma. And this is totally a Desert Storm line because then Seth, this is so Desert Storm. Seth goes, this year with the world in the shape it's in, Christmas is a hollow promise. We should not be looking for toys anymore. Wow. I mean, I feel that way this year on Christmas too. Okay. Here's my question to you. Mm. I couldn't stop thinking this. Does Seth fuck? Does Dr. Oh, Seth fuck down? I don't think he does fuck. No, I don't think Seth does fuck. I think like Seth, like just we like the train, I think, I think, oh, Mort fucks. Mexico, Mort, you, can't get, you can't get Sheriff Mort out of the bathhouse. No. Seth, though, was traumatized oh. early in life and he never went back. I also think he has to, see, yeah, I think medical trauma, having to work on all those bodies, the socks, the underwear, the no, no toy train. I am glad you said no. Because when I saw when when I couldn't leave my head, does Seth fuck? My answer was no, Doctor Seth. You don't fuck. That's why Jess can hang out with him so much because he's not always trying to come on her. Exactly. You know exactly. That's why they're so good friends. Exactly. Yeah. They're mm. not about that. I mean, they're about solving murder. It's not about. It's not about that. No, it's about platonic relationships with Doctor Seth Hazlitt. Okay, so then Charlie gets into his car and he's like, "Oh, I got a little Christmas present," and he opens up that Christmas present. And we're going on to another controversy. He opens it, and it is Willie Nelson's Pretty Paper Christmas album from 1979. Can I tell you something? Hot. On cassette. On cassette. on cassette. So hot. On cassette. Here's my tea. I don't like Willie Nelson. I'm going to tell it to you right now on the pod. Yep. What? Everyone does. I find him a snooze. I was like, ooh, I know I tried to listen to this Christmas album, so let me put this on after this episode. I couldn't get through song three before wow. I was like, yeah. Wow. There's I do, no you know what I don't see in you? I don't see a smidgen of Christmas spirit in you right now. Mm. Wow. Just wait. Just wait. <laughs> Just wait. Because now I'm going to do the whole episode. I'm taking it for two. <laughs> okay so yeah he gets this cassette what's on the cassette he pops it in just like you did some girly's voice that is like hello there this is a friend of yours i know the game you're playing unless you want me to blow the whistle be at sally's landing at 10 tonight and then elizabeth like jumps in the car and he has to pop out that willie nelson she's like oh i like willie nelson and i was like did the kids of 92 love willie nelson apparently the Meemaws who watched Murder, She Wrote, did. Yeah, they did. And he's like, whatever. Um, uh, he's like, whatever. Like, gotta go. Bye, bye, bye. And they drive off. And then they drive off. Oh, oh. But in that car scene, sorry, I just have to go. More kissing. The grossest kissing scene of this whole episode is when Charlie <laughs> Miller, and he's like, don't worry about that cassette tape. And then he's like, he like eats her. He eats Elizabeth's face. And I was just like. He just starts like tonguing Cela Ward down the throat. Cela yeah. Ward's like, I still have like many more shows and many more pilots to do. Like, I cannot <laughs> die in this car. I can't <laughs> suffocate Charlie. on your tongue right now, Charlie. He's Charlie. He's he's PTSD. He needs to smooch like that. That's what needs to happen. Okay. And and now this is when it gets, so this is another really good Christmas 
decor scene. So I am happy, even though it's all kind of still too janky for me. Um, but we're now at where one of my favorite buildings in Cobbett Cove. The hardware store. Oh, wait, are we? Yeah. Yeah, we are. Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're at the hardware store. We're doing a quick stop at the hardware store. And we're seeing Judging Amy. She's working the phones. Um, Jess is in there shopping. We never know what Jess is shopping for, so that's kind of a fantasy. Like, what? Is oh, she yeah, we do. Like? She picks up – she grabs a, a tube of wrapping paper. <gasps> oh, does she? Yeah. I didn't see that. That's so She's going to some presents. Oh, probably for Seth. Definitely for Seth. And one for so she, what she spies, mother. what God spies, because it's so crazy. God can see everything. Um, Floyd yeah. gets a phone call, and then Amy picks it up and just eavesdrops. Bad She's girl. eavesdropping, judging Amy, little judgy. Bad girl, bad girl. Uh, so we see that, and then... Um, oh, yeah. Charlie told Elizabeth, come back to my hotel because I want some alone time because everyone's so horny on Christmas. So they're kissing. And oh, then Charlie's like, I got to go. Bye, bye, bye. And he goes and he she's like, whoa, can we do this? Can we can't you eat my face just a little longer? And he's like, no, I really have to leave. And he drives to Sally's Landing for the aforementioned like secret rendezvous. And babe, who does he see there? I don't know, like some other girl. Okay, that's Wanda, Mama. Oh, oh it's Wanda. Hair. It's Wanda. I have, I, I have. You know some why you didn't blind. know? Because I had to watch it a second time. It's Wanda. She just has her hair down. It's really confusing. Uh, Wanda's a shapeshifter. Wanda's a shapeshifter, and you have to literally watch these episodes three hundred times. Done, like just like the Bible. How many times do you have to read? Just the, like the Bible. The Bible. You have to read it a lot. You <laughs> watch these episodes a lot. Okay, so he he sees Wanda, and he's like. No, no, no. And he drives off. He does not go in for the, con- you know, confrontation. He's like, I have to avoid this. I'm going. Okay. Now, when, now we're back. We're where I jumped ahead. We're at my favorite, my real favorite building. The, the Cabot Cove Community Center. Cabot fucking Cove. What is it called? The CCCC. The com- they're like, no, no, no. Let's keep this simple. It's called the Community Center. You're right. Mama, the CCCC. <laughs> I want to. Put that on a bat. Put that on like a little patch for me. The CCC, the Cabot Cove Community Center. You know, remember I was, I was like, I'll work at the grocery store. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm running that community center, honey. I you really should, and I really should because I'd do so much better than what they're doing. But um, so they're running uh, uh, they're doing a toy run, a Cabot Cove toy run for the yeah. kids of Cabot Cove. Um, and Amy's there and Amy's like, oh my gosh, I got to get back. Cause Floyd is such a good business person. He's doing business in Portland. I have to get, I have to go and man the hardware store. So off Amy goes and Jess is there. And then Wanda comes in and this is where Wanda is wearing her all black outfit because like she's, mm-hmm. she's the junior horror Babylon. Yes. Stated. And everyone hates her for it. And I don't love it. Mary, no, Mama there's Mary, a lot of slut shaming. Yeah, there's there's some shame going on, and Mama Mary Forsyth is like, she's like, what do I do? And she's like, balloons. They're in the ladies' lockers, Wanda. Strangely enough, we're doing what we usually do with balloons. We're blowing them up. Oh, and there's also a helium tank in there, just in case you may need it. Yeah, but and Wanda's like, okay. <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> Mary also gets all shit. I would ask. I would be like, what do I do with the balloons? Like, I would ask that. That's a Jason question. Like, you would know what to do with balloons on Christmas. I'm not asking how to blow them up. Yeah, I'm going to blow them up. But it's like, well, where do they go, Mary? 
Like, what? How am I? You know, am I making little fucking dogs out of them or little crosses or what? I don't know. <laughs> she's like, there's a high. She's like, <laughs> just really rude to Rhonda. And then, and then Elizabeth, um, wait, uh, uh, Elizabeth, um, uh, Sienna, <laughs> Elizabeth Ward is like, uh, she's like, goes up to Jessica. She's like, oh, Charlie's acting weird, and with Wanda, with Wanda walking around. Just wander in the town of Cobb Cove, like I'm worried, I'm nervous. Yeah, because Wanda's on the prowl, and Sila is just a little concerned about that. Now, can I pause here and ask you a question? Good. My thing is, Jess seems to be surprised at who all these people are and like what their jobs are. Wanda came from upstate. She got a job with the city and immediately started playing the field. Married or unmarried makes no difference to her. Amy works in the hardware store, doesn't she? Floyd Bigelow? That's right. And she has been carrying a torch for him forever. But as far as Floyd is concerned, she doesn't exist. The fact is, Floyd has no respect for women. Oh, dear. And the poor girl has to work in the same office with him every day? Like, how does Jessica not know who works at the hardware store in Cabot Cove? Like, what is the turnover of people in Cabot Cove have to be? Is she just too busy writing her books and traveling the world? Yes. I well, a the turnover has to be quick. Everyone's dying, and b I'm. I think we just have to go to the chapter before this of the good book and see where she was. I'm assuming she wasn't in Cavico, and within that time, possibly a weekend, everything's changed. Like there's just so much change in Cavico Cove. Like new people, and Jess just doesn't. She doesn't actually keep them in her mind. She's too busy with the, the whole world who she has to think about. Can I give you another theory? Yeah. That's how you play people. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, who, who is oh, this? Oh, that's true. You, you play aloof and then they come and say, okay, okay, she doesn't know. I'll tell her everything. That's how you get people mm. to really like share with you, not hide from you. You know how else you get people to share with you? You do what Jess does in this scene, and you take that strand of tinsel and you wear it around the community center like a boa. See, that's what I want—more glam, more holiday glam like that. And I know that was that was Miss Angie's idea. I'm like, that's so fun. Do she something. Was giving Maine. She was yeah. she was giving. We need a little Christmas. She's like, I wasn't in this movie, so I'm going to do it now. <laughs> I got to do this now. I got to. Okay, so Elizabeth's like, so Jess is like, you know what? I think you should go have lunch with Charlie. And Elizabeth's like, yeah, I got to go check in on Charlie. I got to go, like, I just got to, like, get, I got to figure out what's going on. And then we do another, we just do another confirming scene at the hardware store. This is my question. The last wait, but do, wait, wait, what about when Jess goes into the locker room to talk to Wanda? That's next. Um, okay, so, so we do, we do a cut to the hardware store. Judging Amy's there. Um, I guess Floyd is back and Floyd gets another phone call and we just see her snooping yet again. So oh. recurring, it's recurring. She's a snooper. She's a listener. She's spying on Floyd. She's a spy. She's spying. Um, and then we go back and that's when Jess is walking with her main tinsel into the ladies locker room, the ladies locker room of Cobbett Cove Community Center, the CCCC. Mm-hmm. And that is where Wanda is, and she's sitting, and Wanda's like slams her locker shut. She's like, that's private stuff in there, Jess. And Jess is like, I didn't even ask about that, girl. Yeah. Jess is like, I'm not trying to get into your locker, Wanda. Chill it the fuck out. No, Wanda, whoa. Wanda really overestimates. And then she Jess is like, you know what I you know what, Wanda, what I what I did just come in here for is I want a couple red balloons. And Wanda gives her some yellow uh 
Uh, so some green balloons. And um, yeah, and Jess, Jess is like, like, the fuck? The fuck are you doing? Yeah. And um, Wanda is like, like, did I stutter? Yeah, she's like, what? And um, and so Wanda is like, do you, know, do you want to know what my problem is? And Jess is like, absolutely, I know what it is. It's a, it's um, yes, possibly a cropsia. You're colorblind, Wanda. Right, <laughs> right, and no problem. Please, will do. Color blindness. Color blindness. Jess knows. God knows. Jess knows, and thank God that I did do a little bit more research, and because I did, because I've always known, I, I've always thought I've known this. Actually, color blindness really only affects males. It's ninety five percent male. Uh, male wow. diagnosis. Uh, yeah, it's like maybe one in two hundred women uh, have any kind of version of this. Wow, so, Wanda is is a rare yeah. bird. Rhonda's Rhonda is rare, and I I'm I'm here for it. So they were like, okay, color blindness, very cool. Um, and now we see Elizabeth, and she's going into Charlie's. We're back to Elizabeth. She wants to go meet Charlie. She wants to go to lunch with Charlie. She goes into his hotel room, and she finds that Willie Nelson tape, and she's like, okay, Snoopy, Snoopy, let me put that on. Hello there. This is a friend of yours. I know the game you're playing. Unless you want me to blow the whistle. Be at Sally's Landing at ten tonight. And then his planner is just very conveniently open up to the open up on his bed about a date right now where he's meeting who knows who at another motel in town. Mm-hmm. So this other hotel is called the Lighthouse Motel. We have the Hill House Hotel, the Lighthouse Motel. There are so many places to fuck in heaven. There is, and oh, Lighthouse sounds so nice. That also sounds so Christmas. I adore that. Um, so she drives her car just in time to see Charlie get to the Lighthouse Motel to greet a woman, give her a kiss and a hug. And she uh-huh. is freaking devastated. Elizabeth is beside, this is her fiance. She's destroyed. Destroyed. The, she's, she, she's like, I'm going to make you the new son of Cobbett Cove. You, we're going to have the keys to the foresight, city. Charlie. You're going to yeah. be. They're gonna, yeah, little orphan Charlie was gonna change his name to Forsyth. Of course he was. Ah, love. Not it. anymore. Nile. And so, you know what I don't? You know what I don't do when I'm in distress? What? I don't run home to my mom's house and put on a fluffy pink bathrobe. But our girl Elizabeth sure does. Bitch, Charlie comes back to the house, and Sienna Ward is staying by that like banister in her fluffy, like giving, giving. Crying, giving tears, mom. Getting fake COVID. She's like, I have COVID. I can't come hang out with you right now. And the mom is like, we still believe in you as like as the as the savior of Cobbett Cove, Charlie. And everyone will be disappointed if your presence is not there. She's like, who knows? Must have been something she had for lunch. My mm-hmm. daughter's sick, but you've got to come with us. And he's like, to okay. the Christmas party at the CCCC. For the toy drive. She's like, you can give one of the toys. You can give Sienna Ward, my daughter Sienna Ward's toy. Like, just hold <laughs> it. It'll be your toy, Charlie. And he's very easily convinced. And he goes to the CCC. And we enter the CCC. And is this where you want to take it away, babe? Sure. I mean, I'm happy. We can do it together. Or I mean, or I can just take it away. But Sheriff Mort is conducting his... Carol Covers, his cover carolers. It's Isn't his little so um, crazy. It is the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. Down our gay apparel. Man, he was conducting them, but not looking at them, which was such a skill. 
his back was behind them, but his arms was were raised. It was wild. It was wild. And Seth and Seth and Jess are there, and they've just like done the jitterbug, and Jess is like, "I need to sit down." And Seth is still fucking bummed out about not getting a train as a kid. Be nice if it were a proper Christmas and they had some real snow on those boughs of holly. Do you think when the actor who played Dr. Seth Haslett got this script and got this arc, he was like, really? I have to do this like three monologues about a train set? Or do you think he was excited about it? I think he maybe was excited about it. I mean, then literally, and I don't know why this, Jess was like, Seth, stop thinking about the socks and the underwear. And I was like, whoa. Because he didn't have a smidgen of Christmas in him. Not a smidgen. And then... Not a smidgen. And at the same time, Celia Ward is sneaking around in what is like my perfect, perfect Overflow. brown gray trench. Yes. It's like yeah, a I soft material. It's, it's belted. And she's sneaking around. She's sneaking around the Lighthouse Motel being like, who is this whore in this motel? She's sneaking around the CCCC being like, who is here? Who's Charlie talking to? Is he talking to Wanda? She's being a snoop of the first order all over the place in Cabot Cove. And then we get back to Seth, and now he's mad because last year in the raffle... It is just more foolishness. Last year, I won a pair of sequin bedroom slippers. One of my color. Like, what this faggot? I can't deal with it. Anyway, so finally... And then at a different table, Charlie is at this party with his in-laws, and uh, the Whore of Babylon Wanda is there with some of her folks, and Jess says she runs the raffle committee. And she's like, where is the committee right now? And I was like, Jess, it's a little late to pull together the committee. We're at the raffle, love. But then Charlie starts being like, I got to look around and see what's going on here at the CCCC. I don't remember why, but he gets a hunch that he needs I'll to I'll tell you, because he sees Wanda. Oh, he sees Wanda going to snoop about. And then you're kind of like, oh, is Charlie going to go make out with Wanda? And then Seth is like, hold my beer, Jess. I have to go get my Santa suit on. And so all the everyone's sneaking about, milling around the CCCC, which has like secret tunnels, passageways, dark rooms, men's stores, locker rooms, stores, women's stores. locker rooms. It's a labyrinth of a building. And what happens? Wanda goes we, to the women's locker room. Wanda goes to the locker room, and all of a sudden we hear, and then we see Wanda the whore dead on the floor cut to commercial come back from commercial wanda is alive she is alive it was an attempted murder she's still alive fellas so easy very easy but also so much blood she had blood on her head she lost a lot of blood did she get shot in the head Shot in the head, but surviving, which is a Christmas miracle that only Jessica Fletcher could perform. And then Mort comes out and he says that the disguise of whoever shot her was a Santa suit. And your disguise, wouldn't you say, Mrs. F? And what does he do? What does any good police officer do when he finds a bit of evidence? Hand it to Jessica Fletcher to get her fingerprints all over it. Yep. And well, he also has his bare little, bare little hands too, just grime, grime, griming up on that. He's like, found this in the bushes. (laughs) Hands it directly to Jessica, who then like folds it. She touches it. She puts her, she spits on it. Oh, wait. We're also forgetting forgetting about our deputy Andy. He's there too. He's actually the one that like brings more. Deputy Andy. 
Oh, Deputy no. Andy found it for more. Look, everyone gets some fingerprints on the Santa suit. Grimy, grimy, grimy. It's just like they have to figure out who was wearing it. And you know what I think? And it's Seth. Seth comes in again and he's like, well, that's because it's Christmas. And I think Seth's attitude jinxed this Christmas party and caused an almost murder. It's almost as though Doc stacked the deck against us. You noticed that about Seth, too. Kind of hard not to notice. When you give out negative karma, that's karma. That's cool. That's karma. I want you all battle angels who are listening to think about that this Christmas. If you start putting out a bunch of fucking negative energy, you're going to bring murder down upon your own house. It will ricochet and it will kill someone that you might not even know. She might be a whore. She might be out. She might be walking these streets looking for your man. This is a sex positive program where we enjoy people who enjoy sex like Wanda and I'm we want them to we live. know we are. I, I'm calling her the horror Babylon Junior because we already have the horror Kabakov. We already have that. She, oh, she's our gorgeous she real estate agent. Yes, the horny. What's her name? Oh, <laughs> we gotta look that up. Listen to the back episode; you'll hear all about it. Okay, so then we start hearing about Wanda. Okay, we start hearing what her real job is. Turns out Wanda is a super executive assistant, but she's like the executive assistant to the whole town. They're like, if you need an appointment. You need to call someone. Wanda will get them on the phone. This is where she I get really time. confused. Really I know. This is really Hold on to your hats, kids. Get your notepads out. Start taking some notes because I'm going to take you to church. So then the next scene, Beth, played by Celia Ward, confronts Charlie. I went to your hotel at noon. I listened to the tape. I saw you at the Lighthouse Motel. And then, boom, what happens? Mort comes in. He's like, also, Charlie, I'm also going to confront you. Your pistol was in the bushes, boo. Yeah. Like, what's this? He's like, what's this? He's like, that's my gun. But someone came into my hotel and grabbed. That would be really, if someone told me that, I was like, I don't think so. I don't think Mm -mm. so. And Mort doesn't take it either. Mort's like, Charlie, you don't plan on leaving Capacova in the next few days, do you? (laughs) Which I was like, okay, Mort, that's a real punishment. (laughs) Like, right. wow, just don't. This is, a, this is a two tier justice system that we live in, obviously, as is evidenced by Mort's behavior in Kaba Cove. But then, okay, we've got we're at we're with Seth and Jess at her house, and we find not out that Christmas. Wanda is. If you wanted me to keep is, going on this, not Christmas in there. Oh, no, I was. Listen, bitch, this is what I have to tell you about Jessica Fletcher. She's not like you, she's like me. She puts a sensible wreath on the door and then leaves the rest of her house be. Her house is already classic and perfect. She put a, okay, I'll tell you, she put a sensible wreath on that door. Yes, she did. And she put some red and white flowers to represent the colors of Christmas. But she doesn't um, need to do poinsettias. No. She doesn't need to do Christmas. No tchotchkes. She's too busy. She doesn't have time for that. She's traveling. She's promoting books. She's writing books. She's solving crimes. She's being a superhero. She's being a religious deity. She doesn't have to decorate. That's true. When you when you create the world, like, you really have to like you know add a frosty the snowman to your absolutely, absolutely not. You don't. So we're at Jess's house, and Jess and Seth are like having a sensible cup of tea, and. You know what? You know why Seth says Wanda's still alive? All gristle and not much heart. Maybe it was the gristle saved her life. Oh, oh people are okay, so, so crazy about Wanda. Let her be. Let her, Let her be. 
Just because she's a tough, hard-boiled lady with some secret papers in her locker room doesn't mean she's a bad person. I would also say she doesn't have a lot of head because, like, she was able to get most of it shot off and still live. <laughs> like, she she lived with a bullet in her brain. She was, like, 1992's Malala. Like, give her some props. Okay. That is so, so, so angry. So angry, Seth. It's it's crazy. Um. So then we in comes Celia Ward to talk to Jess to tell us right. that Wanda was blackmailing Charlie. She found the tape. She found the Willie Nelson's greatest hits. It actually was a message from Wanda to Charlie. And they're like, why, why was Wanda blackmailing Charlie? That's and then Jess gives... Jess gives Seth a secret signal to get out of the room, also known as bulging eyebrows. Yeah, she's like, girl time, Seth. And so Seth's like, okay, I'm going to go back to surgery with Wanda because he like left Wanda in the middle of a well, surgery Seth or something. His, Seth in his work garments was giving, was, it was, I don't know, Seth is not okay. Was it turning you on? No, it just, it was like I said, he don't fuck. I was like, you don't fuck. No. Seth don't fuck. <laughs> you don't fuck. <laughs> So then when Seth leaves, Jess is like, girl talk with Celia Ward. And Celia Ward says that she has this really expensive ring on that Charlie gave her and that there's some pretty girl at the Lighthouse Motel. Yeah. What the fuck? So she can't, she can't figure it all out. Maybe Charlie loves her because he gave her this ring. Or maybe he loves the girl at the Lighthouse Motel. She doesn't know. She doesn't know what to do. And Jess actually doesn't have any answers for her. Now, Jess goes to visit Mort to be like, I don't think Charlie did it. But Mort says Charlie now has a motive if he was being blackmailed by Wanda. And then Jess wonders for some reason. Sheriff, as far as you know, was Wanda Andrews out of Cabot Cove for any length of time last year? Like where? Well, like California. (laughs) Which I didn't. I was just confused. I was like, why is this? Jess is a hunch. Jess. I've got a hunch that she left this previous year, possibly to California. (laughs) Maybe it's because of the inclement weather happening in Cabot Cove, Maine, that makes Jess think that they might be in California. But then Mort says, no, 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 no. You weren't here when the mayor and a bunch from the city council and their spouses took a hankering to go to Tokyo. Tokyo? No, I certainly wasn't. All in the interest of trade relations. Like we were going to build a chain of Cabot burgers on the Ginza. Well, Floyd Bigelow went too. And while he was gone, Wanda kept up the city books for him. And when he came back, Floyd complained that the books didn't balance. He griped for weeks about the cost of that trip. <laughs> what the fuck? This Why is, this is the better... so crazy to me. <laughs> the Better Business Bureau of Cobbett Cove all flew to Tokyo, but Wanda was in charge of everything while they were away, right? And what we find out from, from what is that guy's name who runs the hardware store? Dumbledore, Floyd. Dundee? Floyd. Floyd, hey, Floyd, I was just telling Mrs. Fletcher about the problems you had in that Tokyo junket. Oh, the junket wasn't the problem. It's when I got back from Tokyo, there was something screwy with the city pension account. The book said one thing, but the banks and the SNL quarterlies that I got said something else. I mean, $400,000, something else. Are you saying that Wanda Andrews was involved in the discrepancies? Yes, I think so. He seems really angry about this now. He didn't seem angry when his tongue was down Wanda's throat earlier in the episode, but whatever. And then this dude starts talking about some business stuff, pension funds, 401ks, all the stuff that makes me glaze over and turn on an episode of Murder, She Wrote. He dives into it. 
I mean, there was some co-mingling between the pension account and the short-term CDs. And then once these short-term CDs matured, halfway through the summer, I think Wanda recorded them as rollovers, when in fact, she forged a signature, cashed them out. Anytime someone's talking about money or business or international <laughs> flight, it goes, out the window. I was like, I have no idea what's happening in this episode. Why did I pick the second half to cover? I don't know. This is, I was so glad when, <laughs> when I saw the second half because I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I thought, I just thought it was like some simple embezzlement, but no, it's something else. I thought, I thought it was going to be because everyone was fucking each other, but there, that wasn't why they were mad. It's not even kind of. Anyway, so Jess wonders to herself. But the question in my mind is, what was it that provoked the attack on her life? I mean, was it her own blackmail scheme? Or was it her knowledge of the embezzlement? Hmm. So then we're back at the Lighthouse Motel. Jess just like goes over there. She's like, I'm going to figure out who is over there. Yep. And inside the Lighthouse Motel, we see the woman who Charlie had been visiting. And she is a Cela Ward lookalike. She looks like Cela Ward. Yep. She talks like Cela Ward. She has some mousy ass hair and she is crying. And she says, this is a crazy nightmare, Jess. My name is Monica. I'm Charlie's sister. What? 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 Okay, oh. that sister on her mouth. Like I went back what? to watch that again. So that, that time that um, Miss Ward caught Charlie kissing that woman that we now know is his sister. It was a mouth-to-mouth kiss. Was it a, it was a mouth peck? Yeah. It's like a, on the mouth. I was like, I just have to, because like, I'm pretty sure I saw the, I was like, I have to make sure. And absolutely, that was like a sister-to-brother mouth kiss. Oh, yeah, their own. Listen, Jess is like, I'm going to make you a cup of tea because. Oh, for heaven's sakes, Monica. All is not lost. <laughs> I, and I, let me tell you, to make a cup of tea in her in in Monica's hotel room. How classy is that? So classy. Jess can make a cup of tea anyway. But Any, also, anywhere. I just want I just want <laughs> she Jess can make tea out of water. <laughs> she can turn water into tea. That's because she's the Lord. She can turn water into tea. Are you okay? Did you go to vomit? It's just also like... <laughs> it's amazing. But let me tell you, when she said, I almost started tearing up when she said, All is not lost. Oh, I, I want, I just want that Jess to tell me that every day of my life. All is not lost. <sighs> like if there was a Jessica Fletcher action figure, you pull the cord and she would say, All is not lost. Wow, that's so gorgeous. This was actually a really... Nice dramatic scene. I really like this scene. It was it was really really beautiful. It was really really beautiful. Um, because what do we find out that Charlie? Okay, buckle up. So Charlie, before he went to Desert Storm, back in California, before he met Beth Forsyth, Charlie was going with a girl named Belinda Nordstrom. Ah, little Belinda's mother, I take it. She and Charlie were planning to get married, but. Uh, Charlie's outfit was suddenly called to the Persian Gulf. And while he was away, Belinda died in childbirth. And you took charge of the baby. Charlie was mentally and emotionally destroyed. 
until he met Beth Forsyth. And then his whole life just seemed to turn around. They fell in love. But he didn't tell her about the baby. Well, why ever not? Well, it's difficult to explain. First, he was afraid of Beth's reaction to Belinda's illegitimacy. He didn't want Beth to go out of his life the way Belinda had. They premarital fucked, and there's shame in the family for that. Shame in this orphan family for that. And so they had made a baby who they also named Belinda. So it's Belinda and Belinda. I forgot that. Yes. Isn't that cute? Yeah, that's really sweet. And he didn't want, he then met Beth, and he thought he'd never love again, you know? But then Beth made him love again. That's Celia Ward, if you're following along, if you haven't turned this episode off yet. Um, She, he didn't want Beth to leave him because he had a illegitimate child. They're really big so about being like, illegitimate. This is like a blight on our, our orphan family. They are throwing around the word illegitimate like it's a Shakespeare play in this episode. Yeah. Like, woo, woo, woo. I'm, a- I'm also like, I'm sorry, a rich family, if they're taking in an orphan, like, that's a big thing. You know what I mean? Like, you're already an orphan. Yeah, like, you're, yeah, they're obviously the Forsythes. I mean, he didn't want to tell the Forsythes that he had a bastard daughter named Belinda. So Belinda the Bastard is in the corner of this hotel room while Jess is sipping tea with the with Mousy Monica. Oh, my mom. And all of a sudden, Jess sees Bel- Belinda the Bastard's colored balls. And Jess goes, oh, wait a second, y'all. Wait. I solved this puzzle. Of course. The colors. Why didn't I think of it before? It was all an accident. What colors? Well, in this case, the red and the green. Thank you, Belinda. Okay, and I still, and then when I saw that, I was like, I still don't get it. I absolutely oh, still wow. don't get it. I absolutely was nowhere even close to knowing what was happening in this episode. Twist, I still don't understand how colorblindness could have done anything to cause. Me either. I'm so confused at this point. halfway be blown off. This is like the Da Vinci Code, this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so... So then Jess, what does she do? She lays a classic Fletcherian trap. Mm-hmm. She calls the hardware store Floyd guy. Um, and she calls him to talk about the pension funds. And she says she wants she wants to meet with him. She says she's, she wants I know, to meet I know. I think I know. I know about the pension funds. I know what happened. Meet me at the CCCC in the ladies' locker room and bring me the key to Wanda's locker. And he's like, I don't have that key. And she's like, Well, you cut keys for the community center, don't you? Like you do for all the hotels and motels in town? Yes, I suppose you're right. I mean, in which case you must keep masters. Yes, I do. It's going to take a little time, though, but I can do it. You're the hardware store. You make the keys, so you have a backup copy of every key. And I was like, Hobbit What? The Matrix. Mm. He's the key master. He can unlock every room in Cobbett Co. I was like, I don't think that's how hardware stores work, Jessica. But I I mean, I guess. Because he was like, okay, but it's going to take me a minute to find it. And I was like, I bet it will. That's a lot of keys to have. Anyway, more importantly than that. So many keys. (laughs) More importantly than that, what does Jess know? That fucking judging Amy is doing her little Snoopy phone act and that she'll be listening to everything that they say. And she is too. Got you doing it. Then Floyd shows up. He's frantic at Wanda's locker, like trying to get in. But Amy is already in the locker room wearing a really cute purple dress. 
She really comes alive. Like she, Amy comes. A oh my gosh, she life. comes to life. So Amy shows up and she explains the whole fucking situation to you. What the hell are you doing here? Well, that's a pretty funny question coming from you. It is the ladies' locker room. <laughs> you know, I always knew Wanda had something valuable in there, but I never knew what it was until she called yesterday and tried to blackmail you. What do you know about that? I listened. When you were in Tokyo and she found out how you'd robbed those pension accounts and put the money in those three bank accounts in Portland, I always knew about that, Floyd, but I never told anyone. Oh, God. You, you killed Wanda. I always thought you Charlie... thought it was Charlie Montgomery and poor dead Wanda would take the blame for the money you stole. Well, yesterday I wrote her a note from you and I told her to meet you here during the party last night. So, uh, I'm still in the clear. I mean, no one knows the difference. Well, except me, Floyd. I'll share the money with you, Amy. It's not about the money, Floyd. It's what you give to everybody else. And you know what? You no. know what is crazy? I okay, knew so that because in the, in the teaser, they show like a lady, obviously a lady in a Santa suit shooting somebody. And then I was like, that's Amy Brenneman in a Santa suit. Don't try to fucking pass off a judging judge. Amy on me. You know your judge. So I did know she was the murderer from the beginning. Wow. Nah, nah, nah. From, from the jump. You also do not have Emmy Award winner Amy Brenneman in your episode and not give her the biggest part and not give her the big monologue at the end. So you think, well, of course, God God foresees everything. So you think that God also knew that that this young child Amy, Amy would grow up to be Emmy winning Amy. Judge Amy. I mean, when Jessica saw that audition tape, she was like, write her another monologue, make her the killer, switch around this plot. She's going to win that, an you know She that. will win an Emmy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She was like, she was like, my protege, Tyne Daly, who also played Mama Rose, well, she could just intuit. <laughs> she knew the future. But luckily, Mort and Jess show up in the locker room and they explain. Because it was Wanda's mistake that brought Charlie McCumber into it. And at that point, I had to be involved. What do you mean, mistake? When Floyd was away last summer, Wanda discovered his embezzlement and decided to blackmail him. Evidently, she didn't want to confront him directly at first, so she chose a rather bizarre, nonetheless effective way to set him up. She left a blackmail tape in what she thought was his car. Wanda is colorblind and unable to distinguish green from red. Except for color, Floyd's car is identical to Charlie's loner. So she put the tape in Charlie's car by mistake. When no one showed up at Sally's Landing on Monday night, Wanda decided to call Floyd directly. Only that was the night that he was in Portland. So she had to wait until yesterday to call him. When he was at the store, and you were there to listen in. <laughs> Can you believe? That's it! That's the missing yes. part! That is the missing element. Oh, oh my... Oh my gosh, it, it just feels like no wonder what it feels like to be within the passion of your of your belief. Oh my gosh, I feel that full body shake. Oh my gosh, it feels so Amy, spirit royal through you like it is right me right now. So Amy, Amy yeah. just had it for Floyd so hard. She went to her hardware store, which has every key in town. At the Forsyth's party, you heard Charlie say he had his service weapon at the hotel. Getting a key was simple since Benning Hardware supplied most of our local places with keys. So you got Charlie's gun and a Santa Claus outfit and waited for Wanda right here in the ladies' locker room. 
And this like legit came out of the blue for me. Like I knew she was the killer, but I did not know that she had the key to every single door in Kabat Cove and could just like pop into the Lighthouse Motel, the Hill House Motel, every hotel. Jess's house isn't safe from Amy and her key ring. Well, I mean, I think, you know, you can't kill a god. We know that. So I think Well, we do know that. But you can just open God's door, apparently, and come in and watch God sleeping. I, that doesn't make me comfortable. No. No. Well, and well, now our dear Amy isn't going to be able to do any of that. So she's... No, because she's going to jail. She's going to jail. Wanda is going to live. Amy's going to go to jail. But Wanda will probably also go to jail for blackmail. Was, like, the consensus, I think. But to, Floyd has to go. You said Floyd has to go to jail because he was... Floyd's there. also going to go to... They're all going... There's, like, a three-person jail pileup here. So then everyone else who's not going to jail, you know what they get to do? They get to go back to the fucking Forsyth's house for another Christmas party. And those Forsyths are just bopping that little bastard Belinda on their knee, happy oh, they're, as they're like be. We love you. Like we're we we love bastards, we love orphans. Like we're liberal. We love bastards, the orphans, of of they're like the liberal the, rich. I love rich. Yes, liberals. they have the spirit of Christ in them. They have the full spirit of Christ. So many smidgens of Christmas in them. And then Jess is wearing an iconic, go to our Instagram, I'll put this up. And because I took so many pictures of it, she's wearing an iconic gold silver top, like gold uh, silk top in this. And it's so structured and beautiful. It's gorgeous. You know, that came out of Angela's closet. And you know what she does for Christmas? What'd she get Seth, Jay? What? A train. Well, she got him a little got, toy truck. That he didn't even deserve. For all his attitude. For all his attitude. But then what does Jess tell us in the end about Christmas? Wait, before you say Christmas. Thing, what I have to say is. Oh, yeah. Babe, before that, that oh, toy man. truck. From that toy truck, what happens outside? Oh, the fucking carolers show up and it starts to snow. Cause. And reaction. If you send out good, you get a snowy Christmas. Yes. If you give people presents, you get Christmas. And what does Jess say about Christmas? Christmas should remind us of what could be, not what is. Jess believes in Christmas well, that's magic. My she believes. That's my Jess. That's my Jess action figure. Christmas should remind us of what could be, not what is. Just pull that back. It's just like Jess in a sensible outfit, but with that garland around her neck, with that uh-huh. gold tinsel around her neck. Oh, I want that uh-huh. action figure. Does anyone know how to make action figures? Will you make us a Jessica Fletcher one, please? There's so much Jessica Fletcher. I might even have to look up just to see if there's any. I, you know, I don't like the new stuff, so I wonder if there's any like like '90s um, ornaments, murder shirt ornaments. Would that be chic? Oh, I would love a murder she wrote ornament. That would be everything. Also, this snow that falls down at the end, it's some fake-ass snow, but you get the, the good Christmas vibes all the same at the end. You'd really get the, like, oh, it's Christmas. But anyway, it it's a very complicated episode. snow on those carolers, and I am Man, here it for is, it. It is real, like, young and the restless sound snow. Booth. It's like some soap opera snow. Yeah. It's some sound it's, booth, like, in the valley. Like, someone is like shaking the cornflakes over these people. It was really bad. So, anyway, that was a very convoluted episode. And we are so proud of you, whoever you are, who listened to this whole thing. 
Merry fucking Christmas, says the Lord Jessica Fletcher. That's what she says. Yeah, she says, yeah, she says, she says, she like, says, all is not lost. She says, not you, lost. Well, you've been going out of your way to deny even a smidgen of Christmas spirit. And she says, Christmas should remind us of what could be, not what is. Not what is. Like, let it, let, let it, let it remind us all this heavenly year what we can what we can dream for ourselves how about that yeah yeah let's let's keep the magic in christmas by keeping our imaginations alive imagining peace on earth not getting stuck in old calcified systems of thinking so her will be let so her will be and fucking shout out to peacock for having all of the fucking seasons of murder she wrote available right now shout joy, out to joy that joy to the world joy to the world Joy to the world. Joy to everyone who guest starred on Murder, She Wrote, Ever. Joy to our God in heaven, Angela Lansbury. All right, baby. Such a good one. We love you. Such a good one. We love you, babies. Um, Find us over on Patreon. That's where we're doing most of our work now. We gave this one out for everyone to as a Christmas gift. But come over. Uh, it's $3 a month on Patreon. Patreon.com. Front slash For The Girls Podcast. Bye. Bye. We love you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, sir. Merry Christmas, sir.